Welcome to episode six of Can't Get Enough of Ya. I'm your host, Stacey Donahue, and if this is your first time tuning in, this is a podcast all about young adult books, movies, TV shows, and more. First, let me say Happy New Year to you all. I hope everyone enjoyed the holidays, and I cannot believe we are already in a new year. May 2018 be the best reading year yet. I want to do a quick recap of some award-winning books from 2017, and then we will move on to the book reviews and all the exciting stuff coming our way in this new year. So, in 2017, the National Book Award for Young People's Literature went to Far From the Tree by Robin Benway. You may have heard of Robin before because she is the author of Emmy and Oliver as well. At least that's what I know her from. So Far From the Tree is about Grace, who was adopted at birth, and then she gives her own baby up for adoption, and then after that experience goes looking for her biological family. She finds she has a younger sister and an older brother, and they have all grown up with different lifestyles and circumstances. It's a book that deals with adoption, teen pregnancy, and foster care, and has been said to be perfect for fans who like the NBC TV series, This Is Us. So the whole adoption thing and family is a very important topic to me personally, as my husband and I are actually in the process of trying to adopt. So I was drawn to this book not only by the description, but also because of the accolades it has received. So I have now added it to my TBR list that is crazy long, but I hope to read this one sooner rather than later. Goodreads also did their annual Reader's Choice Awards for 2017, and for Best Young Adult Fiction and Best Debut Goodreads Author, Angie Thomas won for The Hate You Give. I reviewed this book in Episode 2, and I cannot say enough amazing things about it. And as I have said before, they are adapting this story into a movie starring Amanda Stenberg, which I am very much looking forward to. I'm not sure if that will come out this year or next, but I will be ready for it whenever it hits theaters. So if you've not done so already, check out the book, The Hate You Give. You will not be disappointed with this emotional and moving story. Okay, enough with the 2017 awards. Let's move on to our first book review, Warcross by Marie Lu. Now, this is the first book I have read by Marie Lu, even though she has other series that you may know her by, the Legend series and the Young Elite series. But Warcross is definitely the start of a new series, I would say a cross between Ready Player One and The Hunger Games. Well, sort of. The story is about Amika Chen, a teenage hacker who makes a living as a bounty hunter, or at least she is trying to make a living as a bounty hunter. She goes after people who are involved in illegal betting on the Warcross games. So let's talk about what the Warcross games are. It's a video game where two teams compete to take the other team's artifact. Think along the lines of Capture the Flag, if you ever played that game as a kid. But what makes the game stand out is the glasses you wear called the Neuralink, which puts you virtually into the game. So Amika, trying to pay her mounting debt and not get evicted from her apartment, hacks into the International Warcross Championship Games. The games are viewed around the world by millions of people. Amika tries to steal a power-up gem that she could sell for about $15,000. But by hacking into the game, she accidentally glitches herself into the tournament, and everyone can see her and her rainbow-colored hair. The next day, the creator of Warcross, Hideo Tanaka, who created the game and glasses some five years ago when he was 13, is now a billionaire. He contacts her and flies her to Tokyo on his private jet. 
Hadio wants to hire Amika, since she is a hacker and a bounty hunter, to help him catch someone he believes can also glitch into the game. Since they do not know who this is, Hadio calls this person Zero. If Amika accepts the job, she will be entered into the draft, which will determine the players in the official Warcross Championships, and the bounty for finding Zero is $10 million. And to help her on this mission, she will be given the next generation of the Neuralink contact lenses. And so the story begins as Amika is thrust into the celebrity world of Warcross players, the best in the world, while trying to be the first of the bounty hunters to find Zero and get the $10 million reward. Marie Lu created a fantastical video gaming world that was fast-paced and fun to be a part of. I also loved that as a part of the Phoenix Riders team training, they played Mario Kart together. Who doesn't love Mario Kart? Unfortunately, about 70% of the way through the book, I figured out who Zero was, and I wish it had been a bit more of a challenge for me, but the story has many layers and moves quickly, and it does hold your attention, so I was not super disappointed that I figured it out. And just a warning, the story is not complete with just this book. There will most definitely be a second. However, she was nice enough not to leave us on a major cliffhanger when it ended. You know, there is more to come, but it's a fairly complete story on its own. So not ending on a cliffhanger made me super happy. Now I'm just going to have to remember what was happening when the second book finally comes out. And who knows when that will be. But I absolutely will be getting the second book when it hits stores. So the second book I will be reviewing is There's Someone Inside Your House by Stephanie Perkins. Now, this is not Stephanie's first book or usual genre of a ya book. You may have heard of her because she also wrote Anna and the French Kiss, which is a romance, not a horror slash thriller like this one. But I liked her as an author, so I figured I would give this one a look, and I thought a good thriller might be fun too. So, in Osborne, Nebraska, where Makani Young has just moved to from Hawaii to live with her grandmother, there is a killer on the loose. Students from the local high school are being picked off one by one, but no one can figure out the connection between the deaths. What do all the victims have in common, and who will be next? The Osborne Slayer, as he is dubbed, likes to mess with his victims before he kills them, moving things around on them and making them feel like they are either forgetful or losing their minds until he surprises them and slashes them open with his knife. There is no way for you, as the reader, to figure out who the killer is because you don't know enough about him. They do tell you about halfway or so through the book who it is because someone sees him and identifies him but he is not captured and he's still on the loose. So what you're trying to figure out is the motivation for the deaths of the people he is choosing to kill. Everyone has secrets from their past and moments that they regret, but that one moment doesn't define who you are. Makani eventually shares with her friends a moment she regrets and wonders if this could be the reason she was targeted. But in the end, you find out the Osborne killer's motivation. And it was not as good as I hoped it would be. It seemed a little weak for a reason for going around killing. But what do I know? I'm not a killer. I can't really tell you much more of the story because it would ruin it, and it's meant to be a book that keeps you guessing, and then once you find out who the killer is, then the guessing is the motivation for the slayings and who will be the next victim. So that is all I will tell you. If you want to know more, you're going to have to read it yourself. I would say I did enjoy this, but I did not love it. It was fun, kind of a on-the-edge-of-your-seat sort of book, but not as chilling or thrilling as it could have been. 
And maybe it was the author's intent due to the audience she's writing for, but I thought it could have been a bit scarier. I think I was hoping for more of a Lois Duncan kind of horror book. I will say this, it was not bad for a first attempt at writing a horror for Stephanie Perkins. If she wrote another one, I think I would still give her another shot at trying to scare me. And now on to entertainment news. There is a ton of entertainment news. Where to begin, where to begin? Well, let's start at the box office. Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle, is still out in theaters, although I don't think for too much longer. The movie is a bit of an updated version of the old one from 1995. The last one was a board game, and this one is a video game where the players become the avatars they have chosen, and they have to beat the game in order to go back home. And just like a video game, their characters have strengths and weaknesses, and they each only have three lives, so they have to work together to complete the missions and beat the bad guy. My husband and I went to see this over Christmas break, and I have to say, I enjoyed it for what it was. It's a silly adventure that has some comical parts along the way. Pitch Perfect 3 is still out in theaters, but again, I don't think for too much longer. I didn't get a chance to see this one yet. I probably will have to wait for Blu-ray, but I do love the Bellas and their crazy antics towards winning another acapella competition. So I will be checking this out later for sure. Coming soon to theaters at the end of January is The Maze Runner, The Death Cure. This is the third movie of the Maze Runner series based off the books by James Dashner. In this movie, Thomas is on a mission to find a cure for the deadly disease known as the Flare. I have seen the other two Maze Runner movies, so I'll probably see this one too. In March, there is an explosion of Ya movies coming out. A Wrinkle in Time, Love, Simon, which is based on Simon vs. the Homo Sapiens Agenda by Becky Albertelli, and probably the most anticipated one is Ready Player One. Lots of Ya adaptations coming our way. Coming sometime in 2018, no date yet, is the movie adaptation to All the Boys I've Loved Before by Jenny Han. This is a story about all of your crushes finding out how you feel about them, but they all find out about it at the same time. Once I hear of a release date for this, I will let you know, but something to keep an eye out for. In the rumor mill is that Genuine Fraud by E. Lockhart is being adapted into a movie. Lena Dunham and Jenny Connor are working with Lionsgate to produce this film. Again, not much information is out yet, but I will keep looking for more details to fill you in on. Up and coming TV shows, we have a comedy called Alone Together starting January 10th on Freeform about two oddball millennial friends that navigate LA together. Looks a bit crazy and snarky funny at the same time. I just watched the trailer for it. I'm going to add it to my list of shows and try at least one episode. Coming to the CW, I believe sometime in January, I looked but could not find an actual date for this yet, is the TV show Life Sentence starring Lucy Hale who is a terminally ill cancer patient, until she's not, and what life is now that you're not living like you are dying. Also coming to Freeform at the end of March is Siren, about a killer mermaid. This could be a very interesting one and is on my radar. I will remind you about it again as we get closer. We also have the return of the Netflix show 13 Reasons Why Season 2 coming out in 2018. However, an exact release date is not known yet. 
Rumor has it E! is developing One of Us is Lying by Karen M. McManus into a television series. This is all the news I have about it so far, but I will keep you posted as I learn more. I'm telling you, 2018 is going to be a good year for young adult adaptations. And now it's time for Stacy Steals and Deals. One of my favorite things is getting a steal or a deal on a book I have been wanting to read. I get super excited when I get a bargain. I'm not sure how excited you get, but I'm guessing you love a good deal too. So let's take a look at what Amazon Kindle has going on for deals right now. Shatter Me by Tahara Mafi is only $1.99. This is the first book in a six book series about a girl named Juliet who can kill with just one touch. Sounds kind of like Frozen to me. Serafina by Rachel Hartman is only $1.99. This is her debut novel and is stated to have you looking at dragons like you've never imagined. There are actually two books in the series and the second book, Shadow Scale, is also $1.99. Love in the Friend Zone by Molly E. Lee is only $0.99. Cents. This is the first book in the Grad Night series. The only thing worse than not being able to tell your best friend you're head over heels in love with him having to smile and nod when he enlists your help to ensnare the girl of his dreams. Braylon didn't even want to go to the epic graduation night party, but when Finn begs her to be his wingwoman, she can't deny him. The second book in the series is Love Between Enemies and is only $2.99, so you can get the whole series for $3.98. If you have not read the Maze Runner series, The Maze Runner by James Dashner is only $1.99, this is the first book in the series about Thomas, who wakes up on a lift, and the only thing he can remember is his name. He's surrounded by strangers, boys with memories that are also gone. Outside the towering stone walls that surround them is a limitless, ever-changing maze. It's the only way out, and no one's ever made it through the maze alive. Then a girl arrives, the first girl ever, and the message she delivers is terrifying. Remember, survive, run. And last but not least, Because You Love to Hate Me, 13 Tales of Villainy is only $2.99. In this unique Ya anthology, 13 acclaimed best-selling authors team up with 13 influential booktubers to reimagine fairy tales from the oft-misunderstood villain's point of view. As always, I will post throughout the month on the Can't Get Enough of Ya Facebook page any steals or deals I find. Of course, I never know how long they will last, so if it sounds good to you, better not wait to get it because the deal could be gone. Let's talk about what's coming up for next time. I recently got the new John Green book, Turtles All the Way Down. So this is about Aza and her best friend Daisy as they attempt to find the fugitive billionaire, Russell Pickett, in order to get the $100,000 reward. So the adventure begins on solving his mysterious disappearance. That's all I really know about the story, but I have read other John Green novels like The Fault in Our Stars and Paper Towns, and I have enjoyed them, so I am very much looking forward to this one too. The second book I am super excited to read is Stalking Jack the Ripper by Carrie Maniscalco. This is her debut novel, and I've heard her describe the book in an interview as a Victorian-era CSI and a gothic Nancy Drew. That's it. Sign me up. I have always been fascinated with Jack the Ripper, so I'm sure this book is going to blow my mind. Let's hope I'm not setting myself up to be disappointed. But I really think this book is going to be amazing, so I cannot wait to take a stab at this one. Yes, pun intended. 
I will have a link in the podcast notes to the Can't Get Enough of Ya Facebook page where you can find more information about all the books, movies, and TV shows talked about in this podcast. If you like the Facebook page, you'll be notified of all the steals and deals I see throughout the month. I'm just throwing that out there. You can also find me on Instagram at Can't Get Enough of Ya. And if you want to reach me directly, you can always email me at Can't Get Enough of Ya at gmail.com. Also, if you have a moment to rate and review the podcast at Apple Podcasts, that would be the best New Year's gift ever. And then other Yah lovers like yourselves can find this podcast too. Until next time, I hope you feel the same. I can't get enough of Yah.